Yo, welcome back to Big Bike BMX. What's up, everyone? This is 80s BMX Craig. Alongside me, I've got the host of the show, Isaac Irvine. Guess what? It's the first podcast of 2022. And guess what? We are back to work. We are back to work. That's right for all of you guys joining us and gals out there. Let's get rad. Let's get stoked. Big Bike BMX. Here we go. Man, nobody talks over Dolly, bro. You just gotta let it go. I was ready to go, Dude. and then I'm like, Shh. you don't, you don't speak over our Lord and Savior, Dolly Parton. No <laughs> yeah, Do- Dolly never does you wrong, bro. Bro, I am not ashamed to tell you that that woman, amazing. Like, I love Dolly Parton. I'll tell anybody. I don't care who you are. I think Dude, she is Dolly amazing. Is, she is amazing, bro. She has got so much history. Um. And it's kind of crazy. You know, I was reading something the other day, um, and I, not like yesterday, but I had recently re- read something about Dolly Parton, bro, where they talked about Dolly is like fully sleeved up, like with tattoos and stuff. Have you have you ever read anything about that? I have not. I have not. Um, dude, I, I want to believe so bad, dude. But you know what? For years, I believed that Mr. Rogers had a sleeve because he was a Marine or whatever. Did He did not have a sleeve, you guys. I'm just going to tell you right now. <laughs> Surprise to your childhood. I know, dude. Everybody in the world thinks that Mr. Rogers had a sleeve. Um, no, Mr. Rogers did not uh have a sleeve. So I want to believe that that uh you know our Lord and Savior Dolly Parton has a sleeve, but I doubt it, dude. I don't know. Maybe she does, but uh, dude, I don't know. She's I think I think people are gonna have to like go out and Google and, and report back to us, guys. Go out and check it out. Go on Google, look up Dolly Parton tattoos and and do your own research and and fact finding and if i'm bullshit let isaac know or let me know that i was full of crap and it doesn't exist but if i if i'm right let us know that too man (laughs) that's gonna be funny man i dig that um i dude here's the thing what she did this has nothing to do with bmx you guys but i'm just gonna tell you why i love dolly parton what she did for music back then and just like her take no shit attitude i adore that dude and so I think she is amazing. And she she's like anyone that says, like, ah, blah, like, look, Nicki Minaj, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you can put any of today's people out there. They don't get what they get unless Zolly Parton did what she did. You know what I mean? And it's it's Good just call. I'm just telling you, like, they she was like, I'm not taking, you know, I'm not taking shit because I'm a woman. You know what I mean? And so, dude, I love that as a role model, role model for everybody that wants to be in music or just in life in general, man. I, I dig that living legend, dude. Mm-hmm. And it's a fun song, man. It makes me, uh, reminds me of the bowling alley for some reason, dude. I think, I think like <laughs> I, used to, I think I used to get like a quarter, uh, cause my mom had no social life. And so she, she joined a bowling league in Lodi at Lodi bowl or whatever. Um, it was on, I think it was on Cherokee Toke bowl. Uh, I don't anyway, there whatever the bowling alley was in uh Lodi, California. Um we would go there and I think she would give me like quarters to go and play the jukebox. And I think I literally I, I played uh 
Elvira from uh, the Oak Ridge Boys. Elvira. Yeah. yeah, that one. I played that on repeat and I played uh, Dolly Parton 9 to 5. Yeah, good movie too, man. Good movie. It was like, bro, you got to be careful at work, man. You, If you treat people bad, you could end up hogtied and hanging from a uh, some type of uh, cabling contraption in the office getting your ass kicked. Jeez, dude, I've never seen the movie. Uh, you've ne- Whoa, you've never. Okay, I've there's never your homework, man. Dude, I love Dolly. Here's the thing. I love Dolly Parton, but um, 9 to 5 came out like when uh, VHS rentals were prime real estate. So it was like you really had, I mean, you did hard research all the way leading up to Friday. If you knew it was like we're renting a video this weekend because like, dude, you, you weren't as a kid. I'm not spending my like. VH, vhs rental money on nine to five you know what i mean i, I was totally like get that yeah i was like mom uh i really need to see faces of death uh because uh everyone at school talks about it and she's like what <laughs> oh i mean i mean can i reanimate her you know what i mean it's a good movie <laughs> totally yeah Dude, let me drop this in there bro yeah the other night we fell asleep to uh tubi right to yeah, the yeah. uh video streaming service and we left and if and if you're done watching a movie another movie will play after the one you know it's oh, like for consecutively, sure. you know how that goes right uh-huh. so i wake up in the middle of the night to faces of death is on tubi bro <laughs> and i'm like oh shit i don't i've seen this when i was a kid and i was like ah i didn't want to like knowingly leave that on the tv and go back to sleep i know i would wake up with some fucking just crazy psychedelic death dreams and nightmares. I was like, nah, bro, we got to turn this off. So <laughs> Lisa was up watching it. She was up watching faces of death. I'm like, what are you doing? What? But man, that was, yeah. that was, that was definitely one of those movies back in the day. You'd, you'd grab that off the, uh, oh. the rack and walk up to the counter. Like, man, I hope this guy doesn't judge me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you, and you go home and watch it trying to be like a cool kid. And then you're like, I need to take a bath. I just, I need to go take a bath. I'm just feel, <laughs> I feel dirty. I'm gonna go take a bath. I'm um, gonna go say some Hail Marys. Yeah, right. I'm just gonna go take my GI Joe's and go take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, VHR or VHR VHS tapes, dude. Jeez. Yeah. Um, but dude, I remember. I'll, oh, I'm gonna tell you guys. I was not gonna tell, dude. I remember renting Blue uh, Blue Thunder about that chopper, the uh, the so Apache awesome. helicopter, dude. So awesome. Oh, that's all I wanted to say. I rented it once and I had um, anybody that's watched that movie when you were like 12, 13, everyone just now listening to this. When I said blue thunder, they all went, Oh, like with me. Cause you're like so no. awesome, but your face, yeah, went, I hope they oh. weren't cringing. I love blue thunder, dude. That scene where it pulls up to like the, uh, the, the meeting, the boardroom. And he's just like, they open the door and the blue thunder right there with like Roy Schneider, just all, uh, yeah, dude. So sick. I liked it when they put it on whisper mode. Remember when they put the chopper oh, on whisper mode? Yeah. So cool. So I was like night rider of choppers. Anyway, you guys, welcome to Big Bike BMX. <laughs> we do talk about bikes. Uh Craig and I do every once in a while. Uh, because we're both 80s kids. Uh go off on 80s bullshit like that right there. None of that was planned. Um, I don't even know what we had planned now, dude. We're so far say, off is any of it. Is any uh, of it planned? Yeah, you guys, here's what happened. Uh, Craig, will you do an intro? Yeah, if you pick the song, cool, man. Nine to five, Dolly Parton. He's like, cool. 
that's all we scripted. So all the rest of that was on, on me. <laughs> uh, so, Hey dude, let's talk about bike news. Okay. Bike news. Bike news. Cause that's what most people, that's what, that's what you're here for. Let's talk about it. And here's the thing. I don't have anything really new to offer you uh, with, with, in regards to like, Hey, this is what we've seen dropping. We all have seen this stuff on Facebook and on Instagram. And so we're going to talk about these bikes that we've seen. And then other we're, later on in the episode, we're going to get into some market stuff, some industry stuff. We'll talk a little bit about uh, bike shortages and bikes showing up, stuff like that. We'll get into that a little bit. And then, uh, I don't know, we, we had some other stuff on deck. I forget what we were going to talk about. Yeah, let's start with that. And we'll, we'll start uh, there. We'll yeah. Because yeah. you guys, we always... We always say, let's talk about this and this, you guys. And even now jinxed it by telling you what we wanted to talk about, because who knows where this is going to go. So we're not professional. We just like to talk about BMX bikes. So, Craig, I let's let's start with uh, bikes that we have seen. Let's start. OK, because SE has been been teasing and like all kinds of stuff's been going on with SE. But I want to get through some of the other bikes that are new that we've seen. And I want to do it. Want to talk about those. So this week in BMX in big BMX history, this is January 21st, 2022. Uh, the long awaited or not long awaited because it was actually really quick. What I meant to say was the long anticipated or much anticipated complete bikes from uh, our, our past guest guests. Uh, Mr. Toby Holler Henderson, right? Henderson Holler, that's, you guys. Is that correct? Right. I tried to tie it in real quick at the last second. That's what, that's how quick my brain goes. You wanted anyway, to put Henderson in front of Holler. I know it. It's what I did. I wanted to do that. So Toby Henderson, Henderson Holler, <laughs> uh, and Mark Cote. Uh, we had them on as guests in late 2021, and they discussed the launch of Race Inc. and they discussed Hey, we're going to have some completes. And so it seems like we blinked and boom, the completes landed this week. Um, I have not got out of the house. I had a lot of work from home stuff this week, but I know that if you are in Phoenix, Average Joe's has one. Uh, and they also have some thrones. So I, I know that they have also sold one. And my good friend, Curb Jumper Dave, if you're on Instagram, Curb Jumper Dave has built up a, uh, a race Inc 29, a black one and our good friend and, and a good friend of the show, Mr. Sean Spence from Phoenix bike company. Uh, he built up a blue one. That's pretty dope. That's right. I mean, it did happen pretty quick, even though the planning has been in place for quite some time um, and probably longer than we even knew about it, but having Mark Cote and, Toby Henderson on the show to kind of they break could have the timed on it. those things. Yeah, they could have timed yeah, it really they, well. But it, it felt did. like, dude, it felt like we just talked to him. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, they're, they're coming. And then all of a sudden, dude, boom, they're here. So it's right. kind of a trip. Yeah. And I think what's going on. And so people, you know, last, I think it was maybe two weeks ago, Isaac, they were, you know, on their uh, social or their Instagram. Um, they posted a picture of a... Um, 
uh, like a UPS driver with the back of the truck up and they were, they were showing boxes on the pallets and they were loading up boxes. Like these things are going out. So it wasn't like, you know, there wasn't a lot of, um, hype around the fact that, yo, the, the bikes are on the ship and they're, they're getting offload. They waited till they got to the, the their warehouse or whatever. And it was like, dude, these things are going to get, sh- they're, they're going out the door, bro. We were, we were putting it on trucks. And so you started seeing people getting their, their complete bikes, um, in, yep. which is cool. You know, people are, they're getting their first taste of this revamped brand race incorporated. A lot of folks are like, what's this? What, you know, a lot of people new to the scene who haven't been around like you and I, or a lot of other old timers. Yeah. Uh, dude, our, to figure out what this company is about. Yeah. Do you like our old school army of like, you know, the true, I don't know, man. I call, I, I look at, I look at our listeners and people that listen to us like a lot, you know, like we're, we are the meat and potatoes of BMX. You know what I mean? Like we put it, we paid our dues on one piece cranks with, with uh bear trap pedals. And you know what I mean? Like we've, we've got the scars on our shins and all that. So we know what racing is. Um, it's, it's a, you know, it is a legendary brand. Um, I'm see, here's what I get. Here's where I get interested in, in what they're doing is like the technology behind what they're doing with the big bike with like the 20 millimeter, uh, dropout. So you can have that bigger hub, that, that, bigger axle that's that's interesting i don't know i'm not like i love science i love physics and to me that's interesting i'm not an engineer because i suck at math i don't understand math but i love the like i understand the concept can i say that i don't know what would you does that make sense to you like yeah like no i'm I'm not smart i'm I'm smart enough to understand it i'm not smart enough to uh like have an opinion how's that there you well, go. I mean, that's, that's perfect. And, and do you recall when we were talking with Mark, Mark and Toby, yeah. like what's behind the 20 millimeter dropouts? Like what, what, what does that do? I mean, we understand what it is. I mean, we can differentiate between 10 and 15 millimeter or 20. We understand, you know, and I think Toby, if, if you guys go back and watch the episode where um, Toby is actually explaining this, and I think I asked the question. The answer was it's for stability. It's for the flex of the frame. It's for, you know, the, the rigidity of, of, um, the bike when it, when it takes off and all the things that flex and move and everything like that on and on and on. You guys can go back and watch that. If you're interested, if you really want the the details, check out that episode with, uh, with Toby and Mike and, uh, racing and, and you guys can get all into the weeds with explanations and whatever with, with that episode. Right. Isaac. Yeah. So yeah, dude. And, and so the, the, the tech behind that is interesting to me. I'm also really interested in a higher end complete price point. And if the market is going to say, yep, I get it. And it's worth it because so far in my, in my novice opinion, The only, uh, the only bike that I've seen a complete bike that's in the big bike market in that price range is what John, John Bolchins is doing with Haro with the, the, uh, the lineage series bikes, those, you know, like the one Haro that I'm trying to get from, uh, Alex in San Diego, she has the one with like the front brakes and all that. Alex, mm-hmm. if you still ride bikes, <sighs> sell me that bike, dude, please. <laughs> Um, but she loves it, dude. She rides the hell out of that bike, but, um, dude. So it's funny because like, that's a price point bike where 
it's going to sell because you all, I can't, I can't say, oh, you know what? The market will, will bear it because the Haro market is going to buy anything that has the Chevron, right? There, like there's Haro collectors that will just buy it sight unseen. Um, and especially when you think of it, like, oh, it's a high-end John Bulge, like John Bulgens pulls a lot of weight in, in the older community and the, in the Haro community. So if, if it's his, one of his lineage bikes, dude, they're just going to buy it. I mean, he just says pre-order and they're sold everywhere. They're just like, they're sold out. So the, the, I'm curious to see like with the red line flight cranks, um, you know, it has, it has metal pedals. Uh, you know, and, and I'm just curious to see if that, if that style of bike be, being like a 26 and a 29, uh, if the market will bear that price point, dude, cause here's, it's like the, the customizers will go for the frame because they're going to want to put like Bassett technique and profile bullseye and all that stuff on it. Right. Um, and then you're going to have like the BMX museum folks are going to maybe buy one. And go, you know what? I'm going to make a replica of the bike I had when I was 12. Cool. So you have that. But then you have someone coming in and they, you know, you have the, I like what they did with the the A and the B, you know, so you had two price points with the, even though they're steep, one was a little bit more steep and you got the Batema forks and one was uh, a little bit more affordable. Um, and I say a little bit more affordable because to me, I think those, I think that's a price point that I'm willing to pay. Like if, if, if I'm going to buy a bike, dude, with a complete bike, I would love to have, you know, upgraded parts, completely sealed hubs. And, you know, I would, I, an upgraded brake. you know what I mean? Like with some, some, uh, you know, I don't know, a good quality, well, like the big, to me, like the bit, the brakes on the big ripper is pretty good, but the flyer, man, it's, it's like, you know what I mean? You have that, that level of upgrade, upgrade, whatever that yeah, would be. Yeah. I I'd like to see, I'd, I'd love to see like, a higher end complete. So yeah, I'm interested that, in that. I, I agree. I think that's, you know, something that is a question that I want to see answered too. Um, you know, we have seen quite a bit of folks posting up their, uh, their box racings coming out and getting built up and they're already making those certain changes to it that we would expect on any out of the box bike. You know, everybody wants to, it seems like they've got, you know, uh, different things that they want to do with it, whether it be components, you know, the accessories, uh, even one Coloring, guy said something about, yeah, yeah that he was already sending out his um, bike to uh, powder coating. So it's like, people are really, um, customizing these bikes and stuff. And at the price point that you get, you know, it's it just be interesting to see, like you said, um, what folks are doing with it and you know, how it's being received. So Dude. keep your eyes open for that. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely report out what we see on those bikes as we get feedback from all the folks that are getting them. Yeah. I'm excited, man. I, I think it's cool. Um, and then I dude, so we had the, the, those completes dropped. Uh, we were able to post up and I was able to show uh, the, we'll just skip right into the SEs, dude, the, the big flyer, the purple, the stealth mode with the purple Anno. That one. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on. on. <laughs> that you can't just jump into the the flyer, the big flyer with the purple anno. How okay, let me ask this. Isaac, you have one of those purple big flyers with the, the black bike with the purple anno, don't you? Correct? I do. I do. I and do. and did your bike come in a regular <laughs> SE box? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, a regular brown one. Yeah. Oh, a brown one. Now, folks yeah. out there who know the show, who know 
big bikes and no SE bikes uh, in particular, know what that brown box means. So how did you end up getting a brown box if people out there haven't noticed that you got one in a brown box? What does that mean? Yeah, dude, crazy. It's just crazy story. Um, I will. So I, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into that. Uh, the, the entire like, hey, how exactly did that happen? But I will tell you uh, in probably mid-December, um, I had a conversation with Todd. And then I found out, hey, uh, we're not gonna say anything till mid-January because you know we're gonna we're gonna send you goodies out. Cool. So hung out, like life, whatever. You know what I mean? Life is we're just doing our thing. We did our holiday episodes, um, all that stuff, published, published that. Um, and then December, dude, it just felt like it was really busy for me during Christmas for some reason. Like, I don't remember why, but like we had the big bike BMX, like we had our ride out that, that was like a big thing. Your, like your weekend, um, that, that just dude took a lot out there. So December was just quick, dude. And so it was towards the end of December. Um, and then I find out literally, okay. So everyone saw the bike on a Saturday the Monday before that, I got a call from Todd that said, Hey, I'm sending a bike on Monday. Um, you'll probably get it at the end of the week. Um, leave it in the box, take pictures of the box, but don't like, not with you. Okay. Okay. Cool, man. So I'm taking these pictures and like, say so he's like, okay, well t- turn it, turn it this way. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, I'll turn the box this way and, you know, I'll send a video and I'll send a picture because dude, I'm excited about it. I'm trying to, you know, I want to give him exactly what he's looking for. And you know what I mean? Like then uh, I look, I look in the box. He's like, did you look in the box? I was like, no, he's like, look in the box. So I'm on the phone with him, dude, looking at it. You know what I mean? I was like, dude, this is dope. Like the, the, per- the first thing I see dude is a purple sea uh, post. And I'm like, dude, this you know, cause I was like, I'll be honest. Like I wanted a stealth mode. I've asked around about stealth modes only because you have a big bike, BMX city grounds, big ripper. That's like the bike that you ride your, your normal bike. Right. And you made a big bike BMX theme from ride out supply. And I think it looks so dope. So I was like, man, I'm just going to, what the easiest thing I could do is, is buy a stealth mode, big flyer, because all of last year I was already riding a big flyer, right? So my, I would do flatland and jumps and stuff like that on my PK, but my ride out, like if I was going on a ride out, I would ride the flyer. Just, it's a stock big flyer that I put some, like I put night bars on it and I, I did it like I knighted it, right? I put all the night stuff on it. Yeah. I put a ride out supply free will. And it, other than that, dude, it's stock, stock brakes and with cool stop pads, right? So I was stoked about the flyer, right? So he tells me it's, it's a, he goes, yeah, you're getting a big flyer. I was like, oh, cool, cool. So uh, I'm thinking it's like the stealth mode, like he tells me you're getting a stealth mode, big flyer. Um, He's like, it's a bike no one's seen before. Excuse me. And I'm like, dude, what? He's like, yeah, no one's, I haven't shown any previews of it. And I'm like, it's a stealth mode. Everyone's seen a stealth mode. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, something's up. So then I see the purple seat post and I was like, okay, 
Then I look inside. I'm like, dude, this has just a little bit of just a little bit of purple. And then the instead of like the full sticker, it's just outlined in purple. It says Big Flyer, you know. And then it had the the uh, the coolest part of, of like looking at it for the first time was seeing the full like 45 year anniversary decal on the uh, the seat post, like the yeah. the that that not seat post but like the seat post tube or whatever. Um, it's it's because because you've seen it in like all these different previews and finally seeing like it says 45, you know what I mean? And then seeing the, the cap that has the 45 years of radness on it, on the stem, you're like, all right, this is dope. And so, uh, yeah, dude, that's literally what it was. And then on Saturday it was, you know, Hey, go, go ride, take some, take some pictures, um, you know, put, wear the Jersey. And then they announced it that night at the ride out. Okay. And, um, pause there. Yeah. So what you're not okay, and I love that 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 part of it. The details mm-hmm. are awesome, and 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 I like that. Put in the part where you've got it. Okay, you got the brown box. Nobody gets a brown box. First of all, no, right. you, you don't just get a bike sent to you from SE. You don't get one in a brown box, right? Unless what, like oh the the, the, the the crew, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so. Here's the thing, dude. This is the, <laughs> I, you're right. I did leave that crew part out. Um, so you guys, I, yes, I'm on the SE crew, but the, the, yeah. the, the funniest part, dude, was, um, here's what I will tell you, uh, being on the crew, do I have later on in this episode real soon, we're going to like, we're in it now we're talking about these new bikes. Do you, here's one thing that I always thought the SE crew knows uh a lot about what's happening with new bikes um i can tell you i know absolutely nothing uh, about new bikes other than like what todd posts i can absolutely tell you that um i don't like i don't know when things are coming i don't know uh you know what colors of things are going to be i just don't like it, it doesn't it's not something that like you know you don't get this like packet in the mail that says, okay, check this out. This is all the cool stuff for this year. It does not, it's not <laughs> right, that's right. not, that's not reality. Um, and I'll tell you how, you know, it's not reality. Uh, I did not know who knew and who didn't know. Right. So uh, about your, about, about your like bike about, or, or about, about the, the bike team? and the crew. Yeah. The team. And the, okay. so the bike and the team conversation happened at the same time. I just didn't know uh, like the bike or anything like that. So Right. So when I, when I, I know I'm on the crew, I can't say anything. I, I just assume like they all know for the past month and they're just really good at keeping secrets, but they have no idea. <laughs> wait, you, wait, you assumed, you assumed all your teammates knew and you were the hundred percent and, and they were just really good at not saying, I, <laughs> I, I thought every, I thought every time anybody for a month, anytime someone liked something, I was like, my guy. It was, but I thought right, it was, right. you know what I mean? But it was like, it was a legitimate, like, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? it wasn't like a, I'm liking this because uh, we're going to, we're about to be teammates. They had no idea. Right. So, uh, but I thought they did. I thought they all knew. And I thought it was like this big, like, ha ha. We're acting like we don't know because uh, so I get the, I get the Brown box. I send Todd pictures and then he posts it in front of my, he's like, he's, I'm like, we can put it in front of my truck or something. He's like, okay, yeah, cool. Put it in front of your truck. So we do it in front of the truck and he's like, brown box is out there. And then, 
he posts it. I see that he posts it. And then I get a text message from Jacob Santos going, did you get a, did you get a brown box, bro? Like literally 30 seconds after Todd posts, I get a text. Bro, did you get a brown box? I was like, yep. And then that was it, dude, right? And he and and at that point, like he didn't say, he didn't say, like, uh, you know, hey, are you on the crew or nothing like that? It was just like, did you get a brown box? I was like, Yeah. He's like, That cool. says it all right there, right? Yeah, he's like, cool. And so I'm like, he knows. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we didn't get into it. And then like then Todd literally like Todd announces it, <laughs> you know, like the here's the picture. And then like then um oh man, then I think you know that's when like well, I got it was like the, the so the, the SE chat thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. The way I like the way he did it because it you know it was it was pretty Toddish, <laughs> if I'm gonna say that, right? Right. It was a great, you know, hey, here's here's this box and here's this guy and you know we're going to talk about the bike but also why would why would why do we why does isaac have this bike stay tuned and then the next thing was the announcement man um i gotta say bro we've been around for a couple years now um on the show but you and i you know we get to talk offline we get to have all different kinds of conversations that nobody hears um and i gotta say i don't think i had as much excitement not in anything we've done on the show that equals the amount of stoke I had when um, I saw the announcement, I was like, Oh yeah. You know, it was like, I can't even replicate that emotion, that feeling dude, because here you are, you know, it's, 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 it's something that's just, I knew it was going to, you know, one day something awesome was going to happen with this. And, and, and there it is. It came to fruition. You're, and I saw the pictures of you wearing the SC crew Jersey. And I was like, Damn boy, go, go, <laughs> dude, dude, you're, you're on the SE crew. I mean, I, I just can't, it was just so like, and you know, yeah, there's nine-year-olds and, and all different age groups and stuff, but here we are, dude, you know, we're, we're take away nothing from what we're doing because of our age, but because of our age, the fact that now that you're on this worldwide famous team and, and it's well-deserved and, and, and it's like, dude, that's my dog. My dog's a messy crew team. <laughs> I pre- dude, I, I I appreciate it, man. That's crazy. I I I sincerely appreciate it. And dude, I can't even like it's I'll probably get a little bit emotional, like if I got too deep into it, if I really thought about it. But it's like the only way to describe this. I can't even I'm gonna have to turn away. I can't even look at you when I talk about it. Cause it's like <laughs> we, we can't you get it. Cause you get it. You know what I mean? It's like for me, dude, like the the we just joked about it. Henderson Holler, my first BMX bike yeah. was an SE, dude. And so coming back to, to bikes and, you know, wanting so badly to find, to find some way to ride BMX bikes, not knowing that there was big rippers out there, you know what I mean? Just, just discovering that and going like, dude, of course, SE comes to my rescue again. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, SE got me that SE bike kicked off a lifelong, uh, just adoration for BMX and everyone that's ever touched a BMX bike. For some reason, I feel an unnatural bond with everyone that's ever rode a BMX bike. I feel like we all, I feel like every one of us dude experienced the same shit and we all relate to it. And so, you know what I mean? Like we, and it's funny dude. Cause like we'll have our little, like, uh, you know, I don't know, not feuds, but like little, like, cl- like it gets clicky about brands and all this, you know what I mean? Like this brand and that brand, but dude, like if I were to see anybody dude in, in, 
anybody. I would be, you know, and I know they rode a big bike or a, or a BMX bike. It's like, yo, what's up, dude? Like mm-hmm. you, you or me, you, you are the same person as, as I am. Let's talk. So it's so humbling, dude, to wear that jersey to think like, I remember sitting on like Toby Henderson's bike, you know, when when I was a little kid and getting a picture taken and just thinking like, dude, this is this is a pro's bike. I'm touching a pro's bike. I'm in the presence of like Stu Thompson. Like he was there. And I remember his mustache, dude. And I was just like, <laughs> I know like I, it's weird, dude. So one, I remember he had curls and a mustache and I was just like, man, I bet he gets like hella chicks with that mustache is all I could think, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, I, was, bet he's, uh, I bet he smoked cigarettes too. You know what I mean? Like, he probably did. Yeah, too. There yeah. was, there was a photo and, and that moment that you just talked about reminded me of something that I saw right afterwards. Right. I think you, the next couple of days after your announcement, um, you know, I saw you with the Jersey on, you were riding your new bike. Look, look at Isaac. This is dope. And then a, a picture circulated that was taken by, I, I know you'll give him credit after I tell you um, what the picture was, but you were riding uh, in a wheelie one-handed and your other hand was out. And this kid was hanging out what looked like the back of a car or something exactly like that what it was. To, give yeah. you, to give you a high five. So yeah. there you are in that moment for that kid, like Stu and like Toby was for you as a kid. And now yeah. he's going to grow up and have a podcast and he's going to tell <laughs> everyone right? how Isaac Irvine yeah. high-fived him out of the back of his mom's station wagon. Yeah. And it he had a badass was, beard. Yeah. And he had, had a, a beard. beard. He probably got a lot of chicks with that beard. Yeah. So good for you, man. That's, that's, that's super, super awesome, bro. Yeah. So proud of you. Thank you, dude. And it was, it was just super surreal. And, and thanks for pointing that out too. That is a great point because yeah, it's, it was the, the cactus cruisers had a ride out that night and it just, the timing worked out perfect. And that was the last stop we pulled into a Walgreens. And uh, basically what we do in cactus cruisers is uh, to, to, because we, we want to continue to ride and not, not have like a lot of police, uh, interference. Um, you know, we definitely do a really good job staying to the right. And what we do is we stop a lot. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stop every probably 15, 20 minutes and then let all of us that want to do wheelies and stunts, get it out of our system. And then, then we're, you know, we kind of, we're like biting, chomping at the bit, you know, yes, we're riding wheelies down the street, but the swerving and stuff like that, like it gets basically reserved for like, Hey, let's do that in a parking lot when we can actually all appreciate exactly what you're doing and get pictures and, you know, video of it. So it works really well for us, dude, it works well for us. And so that was the last stop of the night. I was pretty, at that point, pretty tired. And what had happened is we were coming back down uh, from like into downtown Cause we ride through downtown Phoenix and then there's a, uh, like a residential area. Then you're downtown again, cause Phoenix is separated by a freeway. So we're in downtown, then we're in residential, then we're in downtown again. Then we flip a Yui, come back down residential, then downtown. So we're, we're, this is the last stop before we're in downtown by the bars. And, uh, it was pretty hectic that night because, uh, there was also a Phoenix suns game and our route. Uh, just coincides that it rides right in front of the the stadiums because we have the baseball and the basketball uh, arena right close. 
So downtown was lit and we're coming in and there was a car that followed us into Walgreens and then just parked. And then the kids got into the back, the trunk of this SUV and sat there and just were screaming and yelling. And uh, a couple, I dude, I'd love to tell you it was my idea, um, but they were, uh, they were watching and they were cheering and uh, my buddy 40 rode over to him and gave him a high five. And then, then the one-handed wheelie thing started happening. And I have a video, dude, where literally it just turned into this like circle, like a drive-through where like, imagine a bunch of cars where you drive through and pay at the window, the high fives were the window and everyone was riding in a circle, a really like, you know, this, this like small oval to turn around and go back and wheelie and high five these kids. Like it was like the funnest game for everyone to see who could get like the best one-handed wheelie high five with these kids. And uh, it was dope, dude. And turns out like the kids, you know, I was like, dude, so he gets out. I was like, Hey dude, my name's Isaac. Nice to meet you. You know? And, and uh, his mom was like, Hey, thanks for, for, you know, showing off for him. Excuse me. And uh, the kid had a thrasher hat. I was like, dude, thrasher. That's dope. Do you, do you skate? He goes, I skate and I, I BMX too. I was like, dude, that's <laughs> yeah. rad. of course you do. Um, but it was fun, dude. Yeah. Like to me, dude, that's, that's what it's all about. Like, there's two things that, that motivate me um, getting like a new generation on bikes because of what that did for me growing up in Stockton. You like, I don't think it's any secret that it is a rough place to live and it's a rough place to grow up and it's a rough place to make decisions. And so because I had, I had literally like the, the people that I looked up to were in the magazines, right? Cause I didn't have brothers yep, yep. and sisters. I was a single just me and my mom. So I looked up to the guys in magazines and then the people that rode in, in my area uh, were like this dude, Augie from Stockton. He, and, and he was like, he was not like out like, Hey, let's go drink and get crazy. He was like, you're going to learn cherry pickers tonight. And I'm like, I'm, I will not learn cherry pickers tonight. <laughs> He's like, no, you will. Before you go home, you're going to do a cherry picker. And so it was like, that's the kind the peer pressure I had was like, get good at freestyle because of that's, that was just like the, the people that freestyle kind of that's who gravitated to freestyle. So I'm very motivated about kids finding uh, an outlet for all of their emotion. Dude, do, do, do you remember? I mean, think about how emotional you were at like 14, 15, 16. I mean, no, dude, totally. if I didn't have Stevie B bro to sing all my little emotions <laughs> away. <laughs> spring Dude, love and, i get it <laughs> yeah spring love bro and you know Come another thing to me no dude i'm right i'm gonna sing you dude i'm singing you to sleep right now dude, uh, i'm telling you don't because it'll about. it'll work bro i'm not tired <laughs> but with that voice you lullaby oh. sucker you self-taught um, one of the no things lessons. i want you to, uh, you know one of the things i want you to think about too man and you could add on to this maybe you know it's not something that uh that we think about every day but with with you um, being on the SE uh, crew, you're giving guys who are a, a little bit older than your average BMXer, right? Guys who are transitioning or wanting to transition out of 20 or 24 inch bikes going, man, I don't know. I'm going to give this up. I can't ride these little things anymore. Hey, there's this dude that rides for SE or a couple guys. And one of them's this Isaac dude, man. He's, he's old, older like us. And he rides for this team. Like you're setting... <laughs> Looks like example, tattooed bro. Santa Claus. 
<laughs> he looks like a tatted up Santa dude. Yeah. And the gift he's given is showing these, you know, these guys who are like, man, I need to, I want to still ride bikes, but I don't want to put on the spandex and shit. I want to be on a BMX bro. And you're out there like, Hey, look at me, dude. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's a, there's a broad scope that's, of folks who you're, that's you're it, dude. Yeah. Inspiring. I mean, that's the, the very, if you look at the very first episode that, that, that I ever put on this, on this channel, dude, was just me talking about like, holy shit, you guys, I just, I, I was, you know, I wasn't like you guys, but I think I might've even been like you, you know, yeah, y'all all that. Like I was talking to my un unfaced people I used to ride with, you know what I mean? I'm yep, like, you yep. guys, we don't have to ride mountain bikes. We don't have to ride, you know, goofy beach cruisers with like skulls on them uh, to try and feel cool again. Like you could just go get a BMX bike that fits your old ass body, you know, and you can wheelie it and do <laughs> flatland tricks on it. And your kids will think you're dope. That's pretty much like my mission in life, dude. I, like, I'll be honest, dude. It's a selfish ass mission because here's the thing. If I can, if I could stand in front of the bike shop across the street and convert every person that walks in there and go, do you really want a mountain bike? Or are you settling for a mountain bike, bro? Would you, right. would you ride a PK Ripper if I showed it to you? Like, would you, would you ride a BMX bike if it was comfy? Like, that's my mission, dude. Cause then I have more people that I can ride with. Because like, I'm just on a mission to relive my childhood uh, because at this point, like, dude, I peaked myself. I peaked when I was like 14 and 15 and uh, I would just want to live that life forever. So if I can get a bunch of old dudes to get on BMX bikes, then we can live cocoon, bro. It's eighties all over again. We can live that movie cocoon. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's my goal dude. that, you know, I found you and I'm figuring like, right, dude, I'm going yes. to, I'm going to go into the Wolfpack speech. My wolf pack became two, and and now we have two in our wolf pack. I'm no longer a lone wolf. I don't know how it goes, dude, but you get it, right? <laughs> That's pretty damn um, close. Yeah, dude. So but I'm thinking like, dude, between you and I and the internet, we can find a bunch of dudes that were about to make bad decisions, or maybe they can sell that mountain bike and buy a couple big bikes because the first thing they're going to say is, which size do I get, right? And you're like, bro, you're going to buy one of each, so let's just start with whatever you got. You know what I mean? Cause like, let's be honest, anyone that comes back to BMX, you're, you're going to buy three or four bikes. Am oh, I right? 100%. Or, come on. No, hundred yeah. percent. And that was like the whole thing behind this show. Like you guys, Isaac and I, you know, we started out with, with two people following us, Isaac and I. Okay. Yeah. And so we just wanted to talk about our experiences, what brought us back into bikes, what brought us the most joy with getting back into bikes. And hopefully somebody would listen and go, I want to do that too. Dude. You know, <laughs> that's where yeah. we've started. If I could, if I could go it, back and here. rename the show, if I could go back and rename the show, it would literally be called like Slurpees and Endos. That's it. Because like, I just want to, like, I want to relive when I used to, to sit and drink a, a Slurpee in front of the AMPM with my BMX homies. And everyone's bleeding and we're like, dude, but I pulled that one trick. And you're like, yes, you did. You know what I mean? Like, right. I just want to relive that with a bunch of people. So yeah, dude. And we accidentally started interviewing people because it was like, do you think we could like, what happens if we just send a message to, you know, all these randos, right? We just started like, for some reason, we got really confident one day and we're like, let's just send a message to Maurice Meyer. He's no way is Maurice Meyer going to come talk to us. And he's like, yeah, bros, let's go. You right. know what I mean, let's talk to Cruz Shout Jones. Out. Shout no out way. Drob. What's up, Drob? Um, dude, I posted a pic. I posted that picture from freestyling uh, of Drob's face on my on my Facebook uh, 
wall the other day and it was like, uh, I didn't see drop today, but I'm sure he had a good day. Cause you remember when they used to put his, like they would put his picture, this it's one specific picture of drop and yeah. they would put it in every mag, like every three or four episodes, every two or three. It was episodes. a thing. Yeah. yeah so I was like, thing. I posted it and nobody got it, dude. Nobody like commented. Nobody got it. I tried to tag Maurice Meyer, but he's not my friend. So like, he didn't see it. I'm just like, well, oh. well oh. he's not your friend on Facebook. On he's Facebook. A, he's, yeah. He's no. our friend. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, it's not, I mean, and, and the kind of dude he is, I would, it would probably be more like, he'd appreciate it more if I printed it and mailed it to him. Do you know what I mean? Just went straight analog. Yeah. Like, Hey dude, I shared this on Facebook. Here's a picture of it. You know? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, exactly. But anyway, yeah. Um, but anyway, dude, we got to get back on bikes because I'm so psyched on bikes. About, about these. So I was psyched, dude, because the big flyer is coming out and I rode the big flyer last year. And here's the thing. I didn't plan on liking the big flyer at all. Um, I just liked that camo from the, the prime time. So you guys, last year's uh, city grounds was the teal camo big flyer. Uh, and it's, it was a replica of the prime time from whatever year that was, dude, I don't have it memorized, but it was the fixie that SE did. I always loved it. I was like, dude, that's a sick colorway. And then I saw it and I was like, gosh, dude. And I was like, I'll, I'll buy it just to, just to put some pink on it because I saw one here, um, locally that had pink on it. And I was like, that looks pretty dope with pink pedals. So then I went all in on pink, dude, and I made it like pink, yellow, and that teal. And dude, I loved writing it every time I wrote it. I literally think the big flyer is a cheat code. I think Todd figured out some bullshit geometry that makes the bike float. Once you get up, the balance wedge is mm-hmm. real big on that, on that, on specifically for some reason, I feel like on a big flyer, I can easily float a wheelie and make myself look like I'm way better. Cause I'll float a dude and it'll I'll, I'll stay in a wheelie until I'm like stopped. And then I'll fall left or right. It doesn't fall down. It falls left or right. So just a great balance bike. Um, and so I was psyched, dude, got the purple one. So here's what's landed this week. St- the black stealth mode with purple anno, the army camo that we saw at sea otter. So that is, a, that's basically exactly what it sounds like. Green forks, army camo on the rest of the bike. Then we've got the stripe, the one, the striped bike that we were talking about, mm-hmm. the one that Hoodrich has been riding. Um, what did you, what do you think of that one now that you've seen a complete, because we were judging it before based on close-up pictures. Now we've seen the whole thing riding. I will say that honestly, dude, that that's, it's not me. Um, I'm, you know, I, I, I love the, the platform. I love the, the flyer platform, like you said, and, and I haven't ridden much of them. Um, uh, Lisa's son has one. It's a fun bike. Um, but as far as the colorway goes, it's going to be fire for a lot of people. It's just not for, it's not for me. I'm more, but, but get this dude, I'm more, um, in bikes, I'm more of a traditionalist. Um, I do like wild stuff. Um, you know, I have a, uh, I have a Dogtown Big Ripper that's yellow and orange and blue and you know stuff like that. But it's but, not you know, striped. It's not striped. It's not striped. So sure. So honestly, the the stripe thing is going to appeal to people who like that type of design. That is I'm the not, kindest way you could have said that, dude. I appreciate. Well, I mean, it's it's as honest as I can say it. Um, it's just not my. It's not my style. 
Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't open my wallet for that bike because of the, of the, the, the design and the scheme, but I would for, uh, 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 the same bike, maybe in, in something more subtle that like my old ass would like, you know? Yeah. I mean? yeah. So yeah. Yep. Well, here's Wild. the, here's the thing too. This is what I'll tell you. It's, it's part of the retro series and it's mm-hmm. not for you and me. That's the thing, right? It's for, yeah, it's not, it's for bike. Like the retro series is, is for you and I, the, the yes. bike life series. Did I say retro? I think I flipped it. The retro series, which is like the PK ripper, the big ripper, that's for that's for my that's for my generation. That's not just for my generation, but that's that is designed to appeal to my taste. That the bikes that I grew up with, the bike life series, those are like the crazy colorful. They go they go hard on those, and it doesn't mean that that the like we we'll get to it. But there's a big Woody, right? And that's mm-hmm. that's a big ripper. That's in the retro series. But you you kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so that bike's not, that bike's not targeted for me. It's not made for me. It wasn't designed with my taste. You know what I mean? Like it's, it was, it's like saying, I don't know, for someone our age, it's like saying like, I'm not, I hate this classification, but it makes sense to people. So it all use it, but it's like yeah. a baby boomer and a millennial, right? Like yeah. we don't like the same things, like the same, the same reason that like, I can't go into Abercrombie and Fitch and buy an outfit and walk out and look normal. Right, I, you, you without looking like a weirdo. Um, well, it's the same if, kind of thing. Like that bike, that bike is not. It's not for. It wasn't designed with you in mind. No, right, and I'm you're saying. right. And if Todd or Essie designed and put out only bikes that look like that stripe bike, I, I, I'm going to tell you this. No matter what the frame was or the componentry was, I probably wouldn't buy it. And then on the other hand, if all they made were bikes that appealed to guys like me, like their bike life series or whatever. Mm-hmm. Pe- there's people who would be like, I'm not interested. So they really do make a swatch for s- everyone, you know, they to do. enjoy that. That's bike. a great and way to put that, it. I like that part. So, yeah. Um, okay. Cause let's move forward. Cause this is what I would say too. Like, <laughs> or maybe not. No, no, yeah, or not. Yeah. Or I thought or you got you, silent on me. Like, oh shit, Craig, Craig's in trouble. Oh no, dude. I thought, no, I thought you were going to talk again. I was like, cause I was choking a second. You guys, you can't see this. I can see Craig. <laughs> you see were me. choking. I was, cho- I was like choking for a second. And so he paused and he picked it up right away and I like, cleared my throat off the audio or whatever, but gotcha. okay. So, um, but yeah, it's just not, it was not designed for me. And the thing about it is like, I, I like that kind of stuff. I want to see, I'm dying to see somebody put teal, like teal parts on it. I want to see that with some like teal, uh, some teal and black uh, tires and like a teal night kit. I think that would look fire. I think pink on that bike would look fire. I want to see, I want to see the aftermarket stuff. I think that's where it's, I've really realized that I love the customization market, the aftermarket for big bikes. I love seeing the new bike, but then once it lands, I love watching it grow into like whatever people make of it. Because I always recognize, like, you can flip a purple rain a thousand ways. And I don't mean flip as in sell. I mean, like, repaint it, customize it, do whatever. And and shy of repainting it, you always are going to know, oh, man, I know what that started as. And so I respect the build even more because I see how much that person has changed on that bike and made it their own. And, dude, in the 80s, that's what that's all we could do. Like, we all had the same bike. It was chrome. That's it. Right. It was Chrome 
or or maybe if it was fancy, you had a powder coated black. You know what I mean? But I I remember like opening the magazine like fluorescent green. I was like, they make a fluorescent green bicycle, the Haro Master. No way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like I remember um the 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 I always joke about like uh the cool guy, like the the Spicoli with on the PK that rode by my my house, like the cigarette hanging out of his mouth guy with the, the goody comb in his back pocket. That dude had a white PK or a white quad. I don't remember which one it was, but it was a white. It was one of the Holy Grail bikes as kids, like a PK. It could have been a PK or it could have been a quad. Um, but dude, I remember him riding by and it was like, dude, it's a white bike. Like that's, it was like, you yeah. know, it was like, it was like, it was, it's like a Supreme tag on it. All of a sudden you're like, Ooh, premium. You know what I mean? Like, you're like <laughs> totally. so, so that's what, that's what it was like, dude. So I love seeing all these crazy ass colors and I love seeing the way kids are doing it. I know it, I know it pisses a lot of like people off and you know, they're like, Oh, it's clown bike, but dude, I was a flatlander, bro. So I was like, throw me all the parts I can bolt onto this fucking BMX frame and I'll bolt it on. And if it, whatever color it comes in, yes. Is it opposite of what I have? Please put it on then. You know what I mean? I was like, give me, I wanted to look like, uh, you know, a Skittles jar on my bike for some reason. I was like, that's, (laughs) we all, we all did though. Right. I think it all just ended up looking like that anyways, because of one, our age two, our budget to work with or lack of budget, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like <laughs> the bike shop ordered white and you're like, I'll take it. You know what I mean? Cause it was like, yeah. Someone who had no idea what freestyle was, was like the buying person for the shop. <laughs> you're like, yeah, exactly. Nobody wanted this skyway frame standard, but I'll buy it. It's Chrome. Yeah. So What's in the sale basket on the glass countertop. Let me yeah, through dude. The- in the wicker. Yeah, dude. The old yeah. grips. Yeah, dude. Okay. Anyway, back on track. So I love, I love the, the colors and customization and stuff like that. I don't think that stripe bike is is something that that like the old school crowd is going to gravitate towards. I think bike life is going to do some dope stuff with it, and I think the custom the the custom like secondary market will have a lot of fun, like just tweaking the different colors and throwing out colorways with that one. Um, so we have that one, the army one. We have mine, uh, and then you have the big Woody. We saw land. Big what do you Woody. think of that? What do you think of that? Now there's something that I could get with. Um, I like the name. <laughs> I just like Big Woody. Who wouldn't like you know your bike? Dude, comes I out of the box I, with Big Woody. I hope Woody Itson gets one. I just hope Woody it's Woody oh, Itson. If you ever yeah. hear one of our, our podcast, please, please somebody start a GoFundMe to get to get Woody Itson a Big Woody. Go ahead, yeah, get, Greg. <clears throat> no. <laughs> And, you know, and, and if it's going to have a wrap on it, I'm going to go crazy. Um, I could do some stuff with that wood grain frame dipped bike, bro. That would be, you know, that's kind of like that, that would land in my wheelhouse a little bit more than, than the other ones, you know, the themes, um, but lands on your aesthetic. Yeah. It's like, man, you could have some fun with this. Um, um, or at least I could, but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, that's exciting. It's, you know, what's exciting is that there's these options and, that's the excitement, you know, like, like I said earlier, there's a slice of the pie for everybody and each slice is a different flavor. You just got to know what, you know, you got to know where you're at with it and what you want to do. And, you know, sometimes nobody would have expected a, a lucky, a a bike that looks like a stick of lucky striped gum, but look how many people were talking about it. Dude, everyone was talking about 
fruit stripes about it yeah people were talking about fruit stripes stripes. what i say lucky stripes lucky stripes (laughs) but we all knew we were talking about right it's the zebra Mm -hmm. the zebra gum when we were kids the zebra Um, gum yeah yeah dude i i just think it's going to be cool like i have you ever did you ever ride the 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 wood uh om from back in the day no seen it i've seen it and um and 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 i know what it looks like i've seen dude here's the thing never wrote it i want to know somebody somebody comment uh, on, on my Instagram, on any post on my Instagram, uh, and tag me. So I see it. Um, I want to know what it's like to ride it because looking at this bike, dude, the, the, the bars have the wrap as well. Like, so it's the bars and the frame have the wood treatment and dude, what does that do to your brain? Like, do you, how does it take you a minute to go? Okay. It's metal. It's, it's, it's not wood. It's metal. And I think that to me, I think that is a dope. I think that would just, that would be a fun thing to look down at and ride. And I think you would, you would have a waterside smile looking down at your bike and going, it looks like wood. It's cool. It's just fuck. It's just cool. It's cool. Plus there's a lot of cool little, like, like meme type shit to say about it. You know, big Woody got, Uh, Oh dude. Yeah. Look at that. Dude. I, I, the, the, the surfboards that, I mean, you're going to see some surfboard inspired, Big rippers, I think, are going to like some beach ones. They're going to be dope because of like Woody station wagons back in the day. Surf yeah. City, dude. I mean, oh my God, you can go for days. Toy Story, dude. Toy Story. You could go blank skateboards. You could start throwing skateboard logos on that. You could get some sticker kits that look like it's uh, uh like Western font, dude. You could go for days, you guys. Um, I'm psyched about. I think that bike looks dope um and then the the over the last two days we have seen some more bike previews but we we don't know right so we know that there's two more flyers but they're not in shops yet so the ones that we've just described are the ones that are like okay these have the big flyers are in shops you can get them on ride out supply now um and then the 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 big woody has not hit shops yet but it's it's on the site Here's what I've learned, dude. If it's on the site, man, check your shop real quick. From City Bikes, they put the City Bikes up a couple of days before. The Big Woody, the Flyers, they put them up just a couple of days. So keep it on sebikes.com. Go to the website often. And then the other thing, uh, so Todd posted, Todd posted, not SE, but Todd posted a green Big Flyer, a fluorescent green one. And then uh, to me, I'm like, dude. And a fluorescent would, pink, an all pink one, right? Dude, the, yeah, the gauge, the gauge flyer. That's what I'm calling it. The gauge um, flyer. Gauge, gauge, if you're flyer. out there, shout out to you, brother. Isaac's calling it the gauge flyer. Gauge flyer. Um, yeah, the gauge BMX loves pink. He has a pink uh, fat quad, and he loves pink bikes. So I, that's why I call it the gauge flyer. But, dude, the pink one I think is dope, dude, just because it gives me, like, hardcore, uh, like, pipeline, Eddie Fiola skate park vibes back when, like, that that who had the fluorescent pink bike was it josh josh white who had the fluorescent pink gt hmm. uh damn it damn dude don't I stump don't me on the air bro i, I dude i, I don't know. recall who was the most I, famous for riding one eddie i think eddie had one but dude i, th- I want to say josh white had one but anyway the, it just it dude it's so 80s to me i'm like yes bro and then I saw the green one. I saw the pink one first. And I was like, that's cool. Dope. Um, lots of customizing that can go on there. And then I saw the green one. And I'm like, dude, Baby Yoda bikes, bro. I saw you post something see. like, who's going to make the Baby Yoda bike? I cannot wait. Ghostbusters, you could do Nickelodeon. Like, if you put orange parts Fine. on that, 
It can be the Nickelodeon bike. Um, bro, there's so many cool things you could do with those bikes. I'm like, let's, let's go. Let's see this. So those are the new bikes that we know about. And then there was a teaser pick of a black bike. And you know, I'm, I'm dude, I'm dying to talk about this. It's a black frame, black rims, blue chain tensioners, blue nipples on the wheel. Mm -hmm. And then, we, then, then uh, I believe we saw black cranks with blue chain ring bolts. Right. Seen it. What and I also, huh? go ahead. You also what? No, I, I was just going to say, and I also saw today or yesterday, it was like a white frame anode purple. Was it anode purple? Yep. It? Yep. And that looked yep. pretty. And you know, one of the things I think Dude. about Isaac is like, yeah, all these, there's so many teasers out, right? Um, so many new bikes. And I don't even think we're going to, this is like, it, it's like the first wave, you know, and there's going to be so many more because I almost, also saw 45 years of radness, what looked like almost like one of the Miami city bikes. It was like that same colorway, the white, the um, pink and blue, baby pink, baby blue on it. It looked like something like that. Like there's like just a Miami a bike. Lot, yeah. Yeah. There's just a lot of stuff. I mean, it's, obviously 45 years of radness coming from um se bikes the thing is this man and and it's probably something we should talk about we can get there if you want later in the episode um but what i what i noticed dude and i wanted to see if you noticed the same thing too one when you know that all these new bikes are getting shown uh sneak peeks todd showing just this little square of you know a piece of the bike or whatever um on his social media or se bikes is um, and all these other bikes are coming on the market soon, you know, racing is coming out with these, you know, new bikes that are dropping, you know, get your orders in now, da, da, da. What does that do for the bikes that are currently already out the 2021s? Like when I've noticed like the, just throwing it out there, the Albies, the city grounds, um, even ride out supply, they all have surplus or bikes in stock, even to mm -hmm. the point where a lot of these big bikes and it's over a different, uh, many different brands, right? We're seeing sale or uh, bikes going on sale. Um, what do you think about that, dude? I mean, does that kind of like get the wheels turning in your brain? Like, wow, when have you seen a bike go on sale in the last three years, right? Um, yep. And when have you seen bikes not with that little sold out um, um, riding on it or something? Like, it seems like right. it's, they've all been sold out. But here since almost like Christmas, it's like there's been this influx. Yeah. And surplus of bikes where we can buy bikes now, but, but getting back to what I was saying with Todd and, and not only Todd, but everybody knowing that racing thrown SE, they're all coming out with these new bikes. What's going on with the surplus, dude? Is it just, people are like, Whoa, I want to wait and see what this new lineup is instead of dropping on the, on last year's bikes. I mean, it's gotta be something to that, bro. Yeah, dude. Good segue. Um, and so you guys, we, we recently had a conversation with Montana Ricky, uh, similar to this. And so that's going to come up real soon. Look for that on YouTube and on, uh, Spotify, Apple podcasts, we've recorded it. Uh, it's like three hours, you guys, because if you've ever listened to Montana, Ricky, uh, my guy can talk. And so I've edited it down and like to two hours and I just need to go back through and make sure that editing it. I didn't remove anything that like was important. Right. So 
just want to make sure I got to check that, but then we have that, but yes. So here's, here's what I've noticed. Um, big, now I can only speak for what I've I'm hearing and I'll tell you I'm hearing in that case, but then I will also tell you what I observe living in Phoenix, Arizona, because that's the only market that I actually can physically see. Right. So I think here's what happened and why you're seeing some surplus on the bikes. A number one, we all, we all got hyped at the hoedown and we all got really excited about those bikes. And then the shipping problems kicked in. And so they've already been marketed and the ships can't get to the dock because people like me are also buying other things because it's the pandemic and we're all sitting at home blowing up Amazon stock. And so nothing is coming. And all of a sudden those bikes are not showing up. And it was like this, these, like those bikes were supposed to be here by Christmas, right? But they weren't. And so we all got really excited about these bikes. And then some of them trickled in, right? Like I have a purple rain, right? So purple range trickled in, but it wasn't like there was mass bikes, the bikes that SE, the, the bikes that SE ordered and the bikes that SE sold to shops were in the, in the port, in the Harbor coming over. And so they didn't land in shops, but you can't stop production. So while we're all waiting for our purple rains, the, the, like you guys, if you've listened to Todd Lyons interview before, I can only speak for Todd. And I know that I think thrown, we had an interview with Marlo. We didn't get to publish it because I lost the file. And, and so we're going to redo that one, but I think it's the same for Marlo too at throne where it's close to like a year out that they are producing their bikes. So as we're sitting here right now on January 21st, 2022, talking about these big flyers that are dropping and how excited we are about the wood grain, big Woody, that bike was already signed off on Christmas last year. So we're sitting here going, wow, that's a cool new bike. And Todd's like, bro, I've seen that bike for a year. Every aspect of that bike I'm already working on the year after. And so yeah. it's, it's one of those situations where production doesn't stop. Right. So SE sold bikes. They're trying to get them, but it, they're stuck in a pipeline. They're ordering new bikes because they have to design the 45 year bikes. So those are going. So you have the, the marketing going, okay, here's the new bikes that are coming, but now the bikes that they ordered before that were supposed to be here before Christmas are now landing in shops and people are going like, man, do I, do I buy the purple rain or do I buy the, the big Woody? Right. And so that's where you're seeing people. That's where I think you're seeing some like, Oh my God, panic where I'm like, wait, hold on. Let's just, let's analyze the market from like just six months ago. And we were like $2,500 for fast rippers. Right. And now <laughs> right. we're over here. Like now we're panicking because, you know, we, we have, a, we have some purple rains. Okay. The, the, the bikes that the bikes that shops have now, let's say like the Duro and the purple rain or in the ball burnish, right. Those are the ones that I'm seeing right now in, in, in um, like online for sale. And these new bikes are going to come and people like people are always like, you got, you got to think, how much would you pay for a, a Santa Cruz? How much would you pay for, how much would you pay for a spring, a spring green? Right. right. So the second, my point is the secondary market for big, big rippers 
is ridiculous. So it's like a it's like a beanie baby, dude. Like it gets it gets retired after that year, and it's no longer in the market. Now it's like, geez, you got to try and find a a purple rain. It's going to dry up just like everything else does. Yeah, I just and think, what I was I think thinking of was it's lost. Yeah, and and if you think if if I take what you're saying right, and I totally believe it because let's say there's this because of like say you know we're getting we're gonna i'm gonna get in the weeds with this just because i want your opinion because you really know this shit and you make a lot of sense where i have to like really think about it to to make sense because i don't but what i'm gonna ask is this isaac if that surplus exists right with the 2021s let's say because of pandemic shipping restrictions uh, there was a wave of units or bikes that came over from so many of those models and they're in stores and we can buy them and they've been here for a minute, but they're not all here, right? Let's say they're not all here, that there is surplus that still needs to to flood the bike shops, to flood the online retailers. Then those units are coming. And then let's say that the, there's some relief in, in shipping or things are starting to now flow. The, the, the chain is starting to like flow a little bit more smoothly where we're going to see these 2022s start to come in. Let's, let's, I'm just going to speculate, let's say by summer. So we'll have an influx of 2021s that, that still need to come in. We'll have the 2022s at some point come in. And that is going to create what I would think would be a surplus of bikes. Now, this is not only with SE, this could be with what I would guess is all the other big brands or major brands that are out there. So then will we have this like crazy surplus or this really big um, supply with a very stable, but yet lesser demand? And, you know, how is that going to, what's that going to look like? And I know that you probably have an idea on that. I think you were heading that way. No, I'm here. So with your supply stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think every industry is dealing with this dude. Like, um, I'll give you two quick examples, just real life examples. Um, I, I have kids, so I bought my house years ago. It's, I'm the first person in my family to own a house. Right. So I was like super proud. And then I've got twins, you guys. And so those dudes will destroy anything. So I was like, I am not getting a new couch until they're done. Uh, with like Sharpies in their pockets, uh, and, and standing on the couch and like, like, I swear to God, dude, I've, I've literally watched them when they were younger, jump off the back of the couch onto the front of the couch to like giggle and like laugh. And then the other one would jump up on it. So I had two of them doing it. So I finally broke down and bought like a new couch. And, uh, like, I was like, I nice. want a recliner couch. I want like USB. I want like, I want like my, my, old, I want an old man couch now. Right. And yeah. so I was like, all right. Talk, you know, talk to, to Bren. She, she was like, dude, I think this makes sense. We go down to lazy boy and bought like a couch set. They told me, I was like, when is this going to arrive? They're like, would you like us to deliver? I was like, when, what day is it coming? And she's like, I don't know, June. I was like, pardon. And she's like, I can, I can tell you probably June. She's like, sometimes it's two weeks from now. But sometimes it could be August. She's like, so do you still want the couch? Like that was her sales pitch. That's it. She's so, she's so <laughs> she over said this. Probably. Yeah. 
She's like, I'll, you can call me and I'll tell you every, she's like, I'll just give you updates when you, when you call me. She's Dude, like so, working on some things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the state that's okay. And that's furniture that's made in like Kentucky or like Tennessee or it's made here in the United States. So that's how bad they are for that kind of supply chain. And the, and I know I like, I specifically asked her, I was like, is this made in the U S like, boy, I was like, is this made like, how is, why is this six months? And she's like, uh, she's like, everything is made in our factory here, but we have German motors because they're like, Germans make the best motors is what she tells me. I'm like, well, I don't know. BMW seemed like a good car. Makes sense to me. Right. You always yeah, hear yeah. like, I've been, since I've been born German engineering. So I'm like, cool. Makes sense to me. But for whatever reason, I don't get my couch. That I've already paid for it until June. Cool. Now last weekend, dude, I was in Michael's, which is in the United States. Uh, I don't know. Do they have them in NorCal? Like Michael's? Yeah, they got, you're talking about okay. like the, the craft, the craft store. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they didn't have Michael's in NorCal. Uh, so it's must when I would live there. So that's why I was like, I don't know if it's just the Arizona thing, but anyway, Michael's craft store. I walk in there and these, these two, uh, these two like people that work there uh, are, are like giggling as they're putting out <laughs> Halloween decorations. Okay, it's Jan. This was January, probably fourteenth, and they're putting out Halloween decorations. And I was waiting for it, dude. I was like, I camped out. I pretended to be looking at picture frames that I had no interest in because I knew someone was going to say something. I needed. I was like, I need the tea. So I stood there like a weirdo, waiting for someone. And it it, it took me no longer than like a minute. And uh, a little lady walked by and was like, "Oh my, why do we have pumpkins out?" And that, I was like, I was waiting for this bit of gold, right? And the two ladies turn over. They're like, "This is our shipment that we ordered last summer." Uh, she's oh. like, "We were su- we were supposed to put these out at the end of July, and they just now got here." So, would you like a Clarence pumpkin? And it was like, dude, I was like, cool. It was worth it. Uh, it, only, <laughs> it didn't yeah. take me too long. But dude, so that's real world shipping problems, right? Michaels is experiencing it. Uh, my, my lazy boy furniture lady is, is experiencing it. And you and I are experiencing it. Todd Lyons and race Inc and throne and every bicycle company and component manufacturer, whether you're in the U S or not, you're experiencing some type of, uh, shipping and supply chain problem or demand. When we, problem. when we started the, in the pandemic, right. It was when we really took notice of a lot of these things. And you and I have talked at length about bike shortages. I mean, even guys or folks who were noticing in this in bikes as well, were were getting their hands on bikes that they could and flipping them, um, for crazy prices. We've had till we were blue in the face conversations about this and what we think about that. Right. There is now a plethora, dude, there is a cornucopia of bikes on marketplace apps. You, and they're still asking for crazy prices because they're, they're just nuts. But that I, I think it's now to where people understand that there doesn't need to be that market out there um, because of the amount of bikes. But this begs my question, dude, are we still, are, is there still a shortage? Um, was there ever really a shortage or do, this is a crazy thing to bring up, right? Now, I know that there were supply chain um, issues, and I know that it affected the market across a, 
every single thing like you were talking about, you know, couches to plywood to, you know, lumber and bikes and whatever you, you toilet paper, all that shit. Right. But was there, was there ever a point where there was, in your opinion, more bikes than what we believe there really was? I mean, was there truly a shortage? Absolutely. There's a shortage. Absolutely. To think, okay, here's the thing. I love conspiracy theories. I love, I haven't heard a conspiracy theory I don't love, including this one. I, I would love for there to be some type of conspiracy. However, do not, I, I, it's impossible to under, you cannot underestimate human greed. Bike flipping in our own industry has proven I cannot, I cannot look and say, this is my bike life family who's also trying to fuck me when they when they get a good deal on a bike and they're trying to flip it, right? And so let's just be really honest. If there was a shortage, if there wasn't a shortage and this was a manufactured shortage of bikes just to sell bikes, that would that that makes there's there's no business model that says that's a good idea because here's the thing. Right. Who profited from the shortage? It Flippers. wasn't the bike. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have been the bike companies. It's not. It's not the people that would be controlling the supply. You guys. It wouldn't no. like. Their SE makes no money off of selling a bike. Let's. I'm going to hypothetically throw numbers out there, right? So we're going to work on basic basic business 101. If you've gone to high school business class, this is totally new. This is totally like you've seen this. So let's say uh, the Coke that I just drank costs two dollars to me, right? The store bought it for 50 cents and or two dollars. So to bought it for like a dollar. Coke sold it to them for 50 cents. Right. So 50, 50, it's just hundred percent markup all the way through. So your bike manufacturer sells to a distributor or direct, yeah, distributor or direct to a shop. They have to get paid. Then the shop is going to charge you double, and that's what your price is going to be. Usually. So if we work back on that, so SE is selling, let's say if a big ripper, I'm just going to make this easy math, $1,000 for a big ripper. You guys, I, I keep burping because I just drank a Coke. I really did drink a Coke and I apologize because I keep doing that. But, <laughs> um, so a big ripper, $1,000. SE then, if you look at it, selling direct to a shop, $500 in a, in a basic business model. I don't know what the wholesale is. I don't know what the, I don't know how that works, but yeah, we're just, just for, the, for numbers for this math double. So in, in this conspiracy for this to work, I have to think that SE thought that was a dope ass business model and Throne and GT and Bassett and everyone all got together in a secret bicycle Illuminati meeting and said, let's, <laughs> let's make a shortage you guys. And they all said, bet. And that's what happened. I, that No, because there's no, there's why would they want to put bikes out when they sell them for say 500 to then see them on the secondary market for 2,500. And Todd then has to look back at the, the SE corporate, whoever, and say, yeah, my bad on that two grand dip. No, dude, there's not, <laughs> I don't right. believe that there was a manufactured shortage. I don't think it was, uh, I don't believe that conspiracy theory. And, you know, I, I love it. I love hearing it. I think it's dope. I think what happened well, and the, is exactly that. And the reason I ask is because you read about these things, you know, and it's like you read about 
people saying, oh, dude, there was no shortage on bikes. There's only a surplus. This was created to sell bikes. And it's exactly like you said, you know, that's there's no business model ever in the history of fucking business models that would say this is what we should do because this is going to, you know, win. No, no, it's not. Okay. No. So uh, that's, that's just my take on it. I think, I think what happened, yeah, I just want to hear, we got really hyped on, on the hoedown bikes. They didn't show up. And then we still, then we got, because of the marketing machine, we got hyped on these, the, the sea otter camo big flyer. We saw a, a maniac there. We saw the monster ripper, the blue one. So we got hyped on those bikes. And so it's just, it's basically these other bikes. We got fatigued on them because they, we just didn't see them. But dude, someone's going to walk into a shop, see a, a purple rain and be like, oh, dude, yeah, dude. Or if you and I walked into a bike shop and there's a big, like my, my, my Anno big flyer and a purple rain, I would, I would do my best to talk you into buying a purple rain and let's swap the parts. Like, dude, I'll give you my black forks and you give me the, the purple rain forks. I would be like, dude, let's, let's make a mashup, you know? So I don't think there's going to be like this, this, I don't think bike life is, is in any danger. Um, is here's the thing. Oh, Greg, do I say it? I'm going to say, I'll, 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 I'll say it in a way. If you make bikes that break, you won't sell bikes. It's a, it's a small world. Bike life is a very small world. And if, if you're, if you're selling bikes that snap in the same spot for everybody, that video, those videos travel dude so quick. And just me saying this, I guarantee you, you're all thinking the exact same, the, the exact same thing. Now I want you to go back and then think about what model bike that was. It's, it's the same model. It's not even a brand. It's the same model. And so that's the closest I've ever got to talking about the issue with that bike. <laughs> you you did a good job, my friend. But you guys just go back and look at snap frames and look at the specific model of that bike. And then please avoid it. Like, so it's just one of things like my, people stop buying them. Exactly. The other part of my question, um, or at least topic I want to talk about, and maybe it just has, it doesn't have much, uh, momentum is the fact that we're seeing big bikes for sale and online retails. And we're also seeing things like incentives, um, which I think could be a good thing. Um, right out supply case in point, right out supply. Um, it, you would be hard pressed in the last two or three years to find their bikes when they hit the online, their online store to last more than, I don't know, maybe 72 hours. We're seeing that they have bikes that are still coming up for sale and kind of hanging out there. So one of the incentives that Ride Out Supply has is that they're giving um, a sticker kit away with each bike purchase. So I think that's really dope. I think that's really cool, but I also think Dude. that they've got, you know, they're in they're in a press to move bikes because they have this new wave of, of bikes that they're going to anticipate um, being on their store. But I mean, that's really cool. But the other side of it is like City Grounds. Yes, City Grounds has their um, their big bikes and a few of them now are on sale, which is really surprising. We don't really see big bikes, especially when the market was like, there was a, a little supply and high demand going on sale. It's interesting, dude. Yeah. I mean, you look at some of those bikes, you know, I think, I think what you're seeing with city grounds, dude, to be honest with you, I think they probably just, I'm guessing, I didn't see, I don't know their numbers. I don't know the, the total number of the city ground big flyers, those custom ones, but like, here's what I don't see a lot of their big rippers. 
I just see the flyers, dude. And I think they overordered. I think is probably what they did because that's theirs. So they get to set the number, right? They're like, okay, give us, I'm assuming, dude, I, like I said, I'm, I'm assuming that they get to say, I want a thousand, uh, you know, camos and a thousand, uh, what do we call them? Cookies and cream. Cookies I think is and we, cream. Um, but dude, because they're, they're virtually collab bikes. I mean, it's a city grounds, big ripper. It's a city right. grounds, big flyer. And so you're right. I think they do get to set that, that number on quantity. Um, I actually I can, really like their, um, I have their city grounds, big ripper from last year, the, the, the silver one with the black decals. And now they have the blue one, uh, yep. big ripper with silver and black on it. And that thing has been camping out on their site for a long time. And I think it's a dope ass bike, especially if you're into the, like you were talking about earlier of, you know, putting on custom parts and upgrades and and making it kind of like a, your own thing. But, um, it was just so surprising. Like I said, to see the bikes on sale and to see bikes camping out. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things. It's like, it's awesome, but it's also like from our vantage point and perspective, it's like, Whoa, that's, that why is that happening yeah dude here's the thing i've witnessing the, the rise and fall of freestyle and and being very like i mean dude i was there dude i watched that thing die dude it wa- we watched it die like overnight and literally i can tell you like this 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 is not like that this is not like the the difference if we were going to have a Oh my God, big bikes and bike life is dying. You wouldn't have the same people joining and, and having discussions on, on Facebook groups and arguing about, you know, the new bikes and any of that stuff because they wouldn't mm-hmm. care anymore. They like you wouldn't care enough to be on those boards. You wouldn't care enough to argue about it. And you would just walk away. Like think about think about hobbies that you've had in the past. And you think about like, you know, bro, I, I can tell you, like, man, I was. I was super into hum like Hummers and uh, Humvees and I was into all of that stuff, dude. Like I was, I was into it, man. And I, I it's just like, I could tell you right now, like I talked to my Hummer mechanic, but that's just cause like, he's my friend. We don't even talk about Hummers. You know what I mean? Like I, I know he's doing well with his business. He, he repairs Hummers, but like, I couldn't even tell you, like, I used to be able to tell you like the, HMSC was the four door, blah, blah, blah. Like I used to know model numbers. Now I'm like, I don't know. Like if you were to ask me which one I have, I don't know the four door rag top. That's what right. I have. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't remember the H HCMS, you know, whatever. So point, point being like, dude, I think, I don't think bike life is dying. I don't think BMX is dying. Um, I think you are going to, here's, here's what I do think. I think bike life sales are dipping into BMX sales. And so that's freaking people the fuck out because we're kids we're used to, we're, we're kids used to buy a BMX bike. Now they're buying a wheelie bike. And I know they hate saying that, like being called wheelie kids, but they're buying big bikes and they're enjoying this part of, B, of BMX, just not the 20 inch part. So like, <clears throat> is, is BMX, is BMX dead? No, but I'm saying the, the, bike life has created a vertical that the bike industry was not prepared for. It happened quick and it happened literally under their noses. And that's where, that's where people like, that's where you see like, like people hating Todd because Todd's over here. Like, while y'all are just arguing about whatever he's over here. Like I'm making these bikes that are super fun to ride and look at next thing, you know, 
before the under right under their noses bike life blows up and and he's it, like everyone is left scrambling to catch up and so you're seeing bikes start to catch up like you're starting like i'm starting to see people buy weird things like not weird things but like cult devotion right bill bachelor just bought a cult um so it's like these other brands are also getting some of this play but i think it's the 20 inches the 20 inch bikes are not selling like they used to. So that's probably got a lot of people freaked out. Yeah, I agree. You know, and, and it's just one of those things that, and, and I totally hope that nobody thought I was, you know, leaning towards bike life dying. It's just like, I want to create, you know, discussion topics that I see. Oh, like, I don't, almost, yeah. Like, yeah. I want to continue like on what I read about, you know, <laughs> you mentioned Todd, like, um, you know, some of when he goes into the wild man, when he, when he turns on wild man, I love when he says stuff like, y'all start your own company and, and, you know, and, and run your business the way you want. Let me know how it goes. You know, yeah. it's just like, there's so many comments. And sometimes I don't think that there's a certain group that's going to be happy with anything. You know, there's, there's, there, it's just not, it's just, it's going to always go against the grain and it's never going to be something that pleases everyone. But I don't think Todd is in it to please everyone. Yeah. No. I don't think any of these brand managers are. I think they're like, dude, I want to make cool shit and I get to make those decisions and I want people to enjoy it, but I want a lot of people to enjoy it. And I can't please everyone, but I can definitely make it really rad for a lot of folks who want yeah. to be a part of this big bike scene. And and I think that's really cool. Yeah, dude, I agree. I mean, I think, I think, I think a couple of things. I mean, yeah, I think for the most part, um, I, I will tell you like the Todd gives a shit right? That brand manager for SE gives a shit. Um, Marlo's active for throne. He cares about bike life. Um, I think uh, he's not the brand manager, but I think Mike Miranda over at uh, the, the company, I mean, it's, it's like the GT and I think mongoose, right. Yeah. Um, he cares about, he cares deeply about BMX and he, he loves bike rides and ride outs, but he's not the brand manager and he's not the one designing that stuff. So it's, yeah, it's like, do, you know, you know Mark Tay and, and Toby and, and, and all those guys, I think there's just a passion that's ingrained in them because of their roots. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're like, wow, well, let's, you know, let's just put out whatever crap we think is going to sell and we'll sit back and count the cash. And, you know, it's, no, it's, it goes deeper than that. I don't, yeah. I don't really see a whole, I mean, I don't see a whole lot of brands that are just treating it like that right now, other than like the ones that really don't even, you don't even like, we haven't even brought up their names, but I definitely think like the, the, the people that are in it, you know, are the ones that like care about it. You know what I mean? You have the molars, like, like the molar, you have the, uh, Monterno layered. You have those guys that are just like passionate about making dope frames. Cool. Then you have, you know, Todd, that's just passionate about making new, like, dude, he's got like a blank canvas with bike life because he can make more than one model. Right. So you have like Colt that's like, they have 129, they have 126, you know? And so here's Todd over here. Like, man, I've got 50 different models of whatever he's over here. Like, he's like the Walt Disney of, of, uh, you know, bike life. He's just like, let's try fat bikes. Let's try, you know, geared fat bikes. Let's he's trying it all dude. And the thing about it is they're all fun to ride. And we're all just sitting back like, yep, this is fun. And like pick your flavor. Right. And dude, so I think it's, it's a great time to, to be a lover of BMX. It's a good time to be in this industry because 
this this bike life and this this industry now gives us so many opportunities craig like dude when we were kids it was like you know you could buy a frame and then make your own little custom bike and that was like the creme de la creme and these dudes are still doing that and i think that's dope like you have that like racing can you can buy the frames pass it there's these you know skyway and and the people over at uh planet bmx that are doing like those one-off nostalgia runs i love that stuff dude i think that's so cool that that people get that opportunity to be you know to be our age and still tinker with bikes because we fucking love bikes you know what i mean like we didn't have enough brake cables uh you know stuck in our feet when we were kids that you know we're going to do it again all over again when we're old but i love that about this and i love the fact that like my my sport of big bmi or big bmx now has uh you know it started out and now we've got like good we have entry level and we have good bikes we have people testing like you know what, what are the what are the the how much high end stuff can i put on a complete and still sell uh quantities of and i think that's fantastic dude it's just a good time to be in bike life you have people like billet bmx that's coming out and you have ride out supply that's that's innovating and they're throwing out new parts and they're trying out new stuff. And so you have all these, you know, merit in what, like you guys, you're going to see a bunch of stuff from Ricky, uh, Ricky Lopez, Montana, Ricky about merit and theory and big bike products that are specific to big bikes. And I think that's fantastic, dude. Like we're finally getting recognition as a sport. And for me, dude, it's like the bike, like the bike shortage question. I'm too excited about the innovation that I'm seeing to make it correlate. Right. Cause I'm like, you're looking at like bike life brands starting to grow. And I remember watching this dude, like if, if I'm going to put this Craig, this is, this is the, I'm going to, I'm going to draw a parallel between two, two times. Okay. Right now, when we're like, we're talking to Montana, Ricky, and he's like, I got bike life, this and that part coming out. And I'm like, dude, dope. And it's designed specifically for bike life. Right. And then you see like a ride out supply putting out products designed specifically for bike life. And you have people like Jacob putting out, you know, big bike BMX broke boys bars. And then now I'm going to, I'm going to parallel that when you've got GT putting out bolt on frame standards. And then Skyway was trying out aluminum pegs that you screw on that were literally just bolts. You know, the, I'm sure the first couple were just bolts that were welded together. Right. But now we have axle pegs and then Skyway was making the, the frame standard that bolted onto a BMX single, single top tube. And now you had a triple top tube with a little sprinkler handle in the back of it. Excuse me. Or when uh, like Schwinn made the yo bike and it had the little pop out thing in the front of the seat. And it had the little like for Diz Hicks, when he would do the ice cream makers upside down and grind his seat off, they put a roller. So that I'm paralleling that that particular piece of freestyle history and where we're at right now with bike life. And to me, it's a parallel. It's the same. And so I don't think that we're going to see a shortage. I think we're just on the verge of like seeing where this is going to go. I think this has still got a lot of room to grow because the thing that, that we all forget, I think times when we get so deep into this, cause we're like, we're fighting over the roots of BMX, but dude, Think about how many times you've been to a ride out and you see like a husband and a wife just having a good time for the first, like the, on their first ride out. And they're like, I'm coming back. When's the next one? You know what I mean? And you're like, they're going to go tell two friends and they're going to go tell two friends. And that's the thing, dude, there's 
unlike freestyle, unlike BMX, unlike mountain biking, you can get into this sport really cheap, have a really good time and, and remember what it's like to be a kid again versus how many other things that, you know, you could be spending your money on. One of the things that I am going to just break it down about is what you brought up. The more we see merit theory, um, throne SE race incorporated, um, you name it, the more bike brands that are coming out of the ground, the more current companies, bike brands that are starting to make specific parts, aftermarket parts, uh, frame and fork options instead of all, um, completes or whatever the case may be. This is a, an extremely good thing for bike life. This is ex an extremely good thing for big bike BMX because we have more options and with those options, if you want to call it competition, call it competition. But what it does is it expands and it grows the, the technology. It grows the everything, you know, everything that is associated. So when I see race incorporated, when I see a uh, cult, when I see Sunday, um, and they're coming out with the next year's model and now they're, you know, billet BMX, we've got a new type of chain tensioner. We've got a new this or that. What I hear is we have more choices. We, we can stay on brand with our, 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 you know, when, when you're brand loyal with something, go with what you love and then just understand that because of all these other things popping up, your brand's going to get better. Your brand's going to do things to stay current and they're going to stay ahead of the curve if they want to stay at a position where, you know, we're, we're leading this or we want to, we want to be not only leading, but we want to think forward and we want to have stuff that's going to make this better. And where we think your bike's going to be, what, what your bike's going to be doing in a year, six months, three months from now, we want to make things that are going to make that riding style better. You know what I, you kind of follow what I'm going through, right? Yeah. It makes, it makes it all better, dude. And I can't deny the fact that that is only helping us keep bike life alive. No, it's not dying. It, it really is just in its infancy. I mean, three or four years back in freestyle, back in the eighties, when freestyle came out, a lot of people were trying it, but a lot of people either didn't stay with it or they, they, you know, it's a very, I think there's something about like freestyle that, that you have to have a certain skill there's got to be a certain skill set or there has to be a certain level to your writing to stay with it, to progress, you know, and, and all those things. Right. And, and I don't want to take away from freestyle. No, it's like torture. hundred percent. Yeah. Like yeah. you bleed, you bleed and die. It's, it's a lonely so, ass so, sport. hundred percent. Right. And I love it, but bike, it's hundred percent. Right. And when you've got bike life, like you mentioned where a husband and wife and in their friends and their friends and their friends, kids, and everyone can, literally open up a box and put a bike together and go to a ride out in the same day and be a participant. Like they're literally, I can be a part of this on day one and start at this point and finish at this point, and make friends and all those things that come with it. Right. That that's something special. That's something that's totally aside from freestyle. And for whatever reason that those things died back in the past, I don't think you have the same formula with bike life. I, I don't, Not at yeah, all. there's, and there's parallels totally, like you said, but yeah. it's its own, it's its own entity. 
hundred percent, dude. And here's here's where I think where what you're you're to 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 go a little bit farther. What you're saying, I think the '80s we had AFA and we had competitions, so we instantly knew how good we were. Now, bike life, riding bikes with your friends, there's it's it's there's zero cost to get in as far as like your skill level. If you can pedal your bike for an hour, then you're in. And the thing that I yep. love about bike life, like you're a guy that can ride wheelies. I can ride wheelies. And there's a lot of people that go on these bike rides and they're like, I just want to wheelie and, and do this and that. And you know, I'm like, dude, as someone that can ride wheelies, I don't care if you don't ride wheelies. I don't think, I don't think I'm a better rider than you because I can ride a wheelie. The fact that you showed up to ride bikes with a bunch of other people, you're my hero. I don't care. Bro, if you don't jump a curb and it, like, I don't have to, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't. Yeah. And it, if you everybody never learn come. how to ride yeah. a wheelie, let's say you get in the bike, the bike life scene, the big bike scene, and you just never get to the point where you can, you're not out of it. No, you're not. It's, it's, that's like, okay, that's not, I'm not, I can't, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I got a whole bunch of other shit I could do. And be just a hundred percent a part of this, like everybody else. You're pedaling a BMX bike, dude. It's that's all I care about. Is like you're out there yeah. riding bikes with me, listening to some Stevie B. Um, if you ride next to me in a ride out, you know what I mean. I apologize for the eighties, eighties <laughs> freestyle. I love goes from Stevie my, B, dude. It, dude, it goes from my free freestyles, my bike riding, and my music. And uh, so, dude, yeah, like come out and ride. It's, it's that's the entrance, right? It's not like. It's not like freestyle right. where it's like, what's your best trick? I remember that was my the, my favorite thing to ask. Like, hey, did you freestyle? Yeah. What's your best trick? Like, I was instantly sizing you up. Like, are you better than me? Or like, where are you at? <laughs> and now, have you ever walked up to someone at a, at a ride out and said, can you ride a wheelie? No. I've never heard that come up ever. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm trying to bring it up because it's funny. I've never heard anyone say that ever at a ride out. And I'm like, that's the difference. That's why it's not going to die. Because there's no, it's the competition is like, People put up like new learn and is there jealousy in, in that in bike life? Hell yeah. There's jealousy. But I, I think you're going to get they're young. called out. Yeah. You're, mm-hmm. I think not called out, but I think, yeah, maybe you're fucking called out, bro. It's, it's like, are you riding or, or are you hiding, bro? They just want to know if you're going to come hang out with them. That's what right. you got to do. They just, yeah. dude, show up. You yeah. know? <laughs> show that's up. it, dude. That's, that's literally it. What's the difference between like, here's the thing you are. It's your first day on a ride out. Um, in bike life, like I'm gonna use I'm gonna use one of my favorite riders, right? So one of my heroes is Matt Rickard. But if, if it's your first day on a ride out, you just walked into a bike shop and bought a bike and you came outside and you're like, I'm here for the ride out. You are an equal playing field with Matt Rickard. He can do he can do you know crazy tricks on his bike, but you're there riding bikes. You're I promise you, he's he respects you as much as he respects himself. So that's the difference between bike life and freestyle. And that's why I think this has a lot of, a lot of years to go. Problem is we're all sitting around. We're debating about, uh, you know, like there's some extra bikes. Thank God there's extra bikes. Cause just yes. two weeks ago, we were complaining about fucking flipping. <laughs> totally. And now there's no, now, now that there's bikes in shops, we're like, Oh God, <gasps> come on, man. Like, you know what, what I mean? Like, do. I'm not saying it to you, but I'm saying like to that mentality is like, Dude, we were just bitching about like how there was a there was no bikes and big rippers were costing eighteen hundred dollars, and I'm like, man, this is bullshit. And now that there are bikes in in shops, we're like, man, this is bullshit, right? 
Like we're just a bunch of grumpy asshole people is what's happening. Um, totally. But anyway, dude, I want to give a shout out to ride out supply. Go look at the bikes that they have. They have all the brand new ones, rideoutsupply.com. They've got, you, and Craig's bringing it up right now. So I can, I can actually see it. He's going to bring up, right. Bring up right. Yeah. Supply. I want to see which ones they have. Okay. Because earlier today I saw they had a Duro ball burnished purple rain army. Yeah. So go to all bikes. You got to scroll down just a little bit. There not you that go. I've memory. Not at. that I've memories. And then, so, but okay. So right now, if you look on ride out supply, January, what I say, I've said like three times, 21st, you uh, 2022, it, they've got Duro 27.5. They got the big flyers. 29 inch they've got a purple rain 29 and a ball burnished and then click on the big flyer because they've got multiple even though it shows the camo they've got stealth mode purple they've got see camo add to cart you can do that one the purple camo or the purple anno you can do the stealth mode the big flyer the sparkle and that that's what they got yeah yeah so they got all four of them you got choices. So head over to Ride Out Supply. You can get the brand new new. Uh, I want to take this moment to thank all of our sponsors, everyone that, that uh, listens to us, everyone that tunes in. Thank you, guys. I'm excited about 2022. Thanks for tuning in to the very first episode of the audio podcast, Big Bike BMX for 2022. Go out, have some fun, ride your bike, have a good time and do awesome things. Craig, send us out. I don't know. I, I'm going to talk over Brittany too, man. Everybody, thank you for showing up here at Big Bike BMX. First live streaming podcast of 2022. You guys, if you've hung this long, you are a true and loyal listener and we appreciate you all. And if this is your first time here and you've hung out this long, welcome to the club, man. Big Bike BMX, Isaac Irvine. This is 80 BMX Craig. Just saying, man. Let's look forward to some rad shit going down this year, dude. We're going to have a good time, and we love you all. Thank you, everyone, for showing up. I'm out. And I <laughs> still believe. Still believe. <laughs> oh, Craig, what a time to be alive, brother. You guys have an amazing week. We'll see you next week. I'm Isaac. That's Craig. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum.